Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Audience right, Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Chris Del Conte joining us now. And uh, Chris, I hope you're just a little sad about having to say goodbye to the Bears and perhaps the last time you'll see me for a little bit. I, I know that has to be uh, eating at you just a little bit. <laughs> it will not be the last time I see you, but I'm glad <laughs> to be on your show. <laughs> well, it'll be, yeah. it'll be a fun atmosphere. Um, and, uh, I mean, you've had a lot of trips to Waco over the years, even going back to your TCU days. And I'm sure each of these trips you'll have some memories that come flooding back. Um, what stands out to you over the years, first when you were at TCU and then Texas, about coming to Waco, uh, the atmosphere? You remember the old stadium. You now know the new stadium. What kind of what kind of comes back to you when you think about all the times you've made that trip? Well, you know, and I, one is just the absolute investment that, that the university has made in their athletic uh, complexes. It was amazing. When I first went down there, that old stadium. And to see the facilities they've built and the continued investment that uh, the University of Baylor is doing, not only on campus uh, uh, within their athletic facilities, but entirely on campus is amazing. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, I remember back that game that uh, I think TCU is, is up by 21. This year, our, our G3 won the Heisman. And that crazy comeback, it was just, that was an epic game, you know, uh, uh, that, that uh I recall going, gosh, dang it, we had a chance. It's that year that we both uh, finished tied for the league championship, uh, first year of the playoff. And uh, great memories at Baylor uh, uh, along the way. And it's just uh, the institution is just to be commended for what what their entire investment. For you, Chris, I mean, looking at the Big 12 and and now transitioning into the SEC, what's the emotion with that? Also, Drake Toll here, new co-host, first time, long time. What's the emotion with that? And and for you, even when a Brett Yormark comes out and says Joey McGuire, get it done in Austin, I mean, all, all this banter going back and forth. How do you handle all the noise? I think you just got to live where your feet are. I mean, we know there's going to be noise. I, I remember when uh, the Odyssey, when I was at TCU, remember we were in five different conferences before we had a chance to uh, join the Big Twelve. So uh, you just live where your feet are and make sure that uh, you just understand the emotion around it. Uh, but at the end of the day. Um, uh, if our kids live where they are today, we're not we're not focused on the Southeastern Conference. We're focused on this weekend at Baylor, and it's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, the atmosphere is going to be electric, and it, uh, we're excited for the opportunity. What do you think about this team, number three in the country? I mean, it really is is you got some great skill players, quarterbacks playing well, but the defense is what is really seeming to to stand out. How impressed have you been? with what Sark and the gang have done, you know, this early in the season to have them so on point, especially on that side of the ball. I think it just goes to uh, any coach that had a pl- has a plan. I mean, when he came in, we had a plan to just revamp our entire roster. And uh, I remember when he first, when we first interviewed him, he said, I don't know how you have 18 wide receivers on the team and only eight offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. So they've been really pragmatic at how they're, developing that roster and we're really young across the board um and, and we have really a really really good team but they're young and uh you know uh, we knew that and uh i'm just excited to watch his progress uh, you think about uh what uh, what you all have done what dave has done in terms of 
quality of the football program that Baylor has. Um, it's going to be a great matchup. Um, but depth and uh, um, uh, keeping an older team are always critical to be successful. Yeah, Chris, for, for Quinn Ewers, you know, a guy that had struggled at times last year, now this year has gone on the road and knocked off Alabama. Is his progression really the the spearhead of what's made Texas so good this year? Well, and I think I just you got to remember he played as a as a junior in high school. And I think he played only five games his junior year. Yeah, he did not play at all his senior year. Then went to Ohio State, and then last year truly was almost two years being removed from playing. And uh, just the speed of the game and the and being adapted to the game, you're just seeing the maturation of him in the offense uh, and. and seeing the game differently. And that's, that's just a credit to him and his dedication to his craft. But when you've been removed for someone, something for two years and it's a contact sport, it's going to take a little bit of time for you to get adjusted to that. Crystal Conti joining us on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN central Texas, Drake toll alongside, by the way, do you ever see Archie and Cooper? Do they, uh, do they make their way into town for any of these games? I mean, that, that has to be a pretty, cool scene arch is on campus you got the quarterback in front of him playing great but uh with the manning family now a part of the texas family uh how cool has that been i haven't seen uh obviously uh, uh Payne or eli but i've seen the grandfather and i see coop quite a bit and then you know they're a great family they're a football family but in austin texas you, know, you have a lot of people rolling through this town so it's not it's nothing uh that's unusual for us, for our team or for the city or for the university. Coach, as the Big 12 goes into this new era and you've got teams on your schedule like a BYU or a Houston, is there any luster in facing teams that will carry this conference as your university exits? I don't know if that's uh, – repeat the question. I'm not too sure you mean luster. What are you trying to say? So is these matchups, right, as unique as they are, is that something that Texas fans that you embrace? Is there something special about getting to play these new teams in the Big 12, having been in the conference yourself for now over a decade? Well, we've played them before, so it's not like the first time. It'd be a little bit different. You've never played them. I mean, Texas has has played BYU in the past, and we played Houston in the past, so it's not necessarily uh, something new for the institution or for our football program. Um, you know, when I was at TCU, we had epic battles with BYU. But uh, as far as the institution, um, it's a little bit different when you play if you haven't played someone before, right? But we've played BYU and Houston, and we're. Uh, we're excited about those opportunities. But, again, those are down the road. The main focus is on the Baylor Bears this weekend. That's why I'm on your call, my friend. Yeah, we know that. And the Bears are struggling a little bit right now. I did want to get your take on the new look Big 12 with Colorado, with Dion, everything that's going on there, Utah, the Arizona schools coming in. What did you, as you all get ready to leave, what did you feel like the Big 12 – in, in what they were able to do, uh, how impressed were you with Brett Yormark through all that, and what do you think about the conference uh, as it will sit without you guys in OU? I mean, I, I think the one thing we have to look at is conference shifts have been happening forever. I mean, you know, Arizona, Arizona State were in the border league. 
there was the Southwest Conference that morphed into the Big 12 with along with the Big 8. You've had uh, members of the ACC join the Big 10. You had Tulane that used to be a member of the SEC. Now they're in the American. So it's just nothing. Un- nothing is, you know, when you think about it, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, but this has been happening in college athletics for, since its inception. Uh, you know, at one time, uh, Texas belonged to the Southern Athletic Conference. And then we joined the Southwestern Conference. And so I, I look at this as just part of the evolution. Uh, um, I, I'm very familiar with the four schools that are coming in. I'm excited for for the uh, for the Big 12. I'm excited for them. And yet, at the end of the day, I'm also sad, being a former Pac-10 student athlete, that the Pac-10, the Conference of Champions, is uh, no longer uh, in existence as we know it. And um, I, I get I get I get what has taken place. Yet, uh, uh, in the league that you grow up in, uh, in the West, you're always like, gosh dang it! I, I just remember those battles. But there'll be new battles, and there'll be new rivalries formed, and that's uh, all part of the uh, progress of uh, movement uh, in the industry. I could just hear Bill Walton saying that over and over. The Conference of Champions, you know, and that is so strange. Uh, I guess he can still call some of these games, but the Pac-12, it's a weird deal. And by the way, they're having a good season, aren't they? Pac-12's looking pretty good this year. What about Dion and the impact he's had? surprise you at all that he's been able to pull this off with all the transfers or do you just did you think hey Dion's going to have success no matter where he ends up uh, you know what I'm really impressed with the most is that Dion's authentic to himself and I think that we all kind of get caught in this idea that man if I was like someone else I could be successful Dion has been successful from the time he was a young person when you saw what he did for, at Florida State, when you saw what he did uh, going to Atlanta, to San Francisco, to Dallas, to, to the Baltimore Ravens, he's been uber successful. And everything he's done, he's always been authentic to himself. And what he's doing in college football is just a testament to, uh, to who he is. And there's so much more to Dion than what you see on television. And uh, I'm just excited for, for him, excited for college football. Um, the transfer portal, we all talk about uh, what's taking place at Colorado. Texas State did a heck of a job in the transfer portal. Florida State's done a heck of a job in the transfer portal. I mean, Florida State. But you look at Texas State, they took E50 people in the transfer portal as well. And, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they used that very, very well. I remember when I was at uh, TCU and Sunny went to SU and I was here. Sunny Dykes did a wonderful job uh, of rebuilding SMU's roster through the portal. So, uh, it is just a, a, a either adapt or die, and we have plenty, plenty of examples of coaches that have gone out and said, okay, this is a new frontier, no different than I was in school years ago, of going to junior colleges and trying to revamp your roster through the, through the uh, junior college route. Um, yeah, it's hoping, part and parcel, but I'm excited about what's uh, taking place. I was hoping you wouldn't bring up Texas State, by the way. <laughs> what I was bringing up was just the amount they get over they get overlooked by the amount of confusion they've had in um, the transfer portal. Yeah, Chris, looking at you mentioned the matchup a lot and the atmosphere and everything, uh, and everybody in the country, myself included, picking Texas to win this game. But you know, you look at some of the the in depth stats. You know, Texas has struggled on first down percentage, fourth down success, third down success as well, and a Baylor defense that held Utah under twenty points, and obviously, you know, held LIU under ten. Is this a Baylor team that poses a threat to Texas on Saturday? Every team poses a threat. You never know what, what, what is going to transpire. This is going to be a highly emotional game. It's going to be charged. Uh, 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 
we get we, we get that across the board. Um, but uh, you know, we played a heck of a Wyoming team last weekend. That boy, schematically, they did great things. And uh, our job is to, to to look at what's in front of us and execute what we have in front of us. And then at the same time, it's to stop what uh, you're trying to do. That what that's what makes college sports so great or any uh, endeavor. But we're really, you know, when you think about uh, Dave, he's a mastermind defensive wizard. Uh, that's who he is. Uh, he's a phenomenal coach. He's got a great roster. And you just put new pieces together along the way. And it's, uh, it'll be a, it's going to be a heck of a ball game. By the way, what's Gary Patterson doing right now? Uh, he's, uh, and was it, I'm sure that was fun having him around. It brought back a lot of memories for you. Uh, I, I, I guess he's not, uh, or he told me, I guess he's not coaching this year. And I think he said something like, college football can have one year without Gary Patterson, is, is only he could, he could put it. But, uh, uh, is, is, uh, it, but it's not as much fun, is it, when Gary's not involved with, with college football? He, it's, uh, he needs to be it's, – it's a lot of fun when he's uh, down there. And I bet that was great for you having him involved for the program for that year. Oh, for sure. And I was excited for Gary just to come down uh, um, any time that uh, when he left uh, TCU and had an opportunity just to get away for a moment, refresh, rethink about what he was doing. He was a, a huge asset to uh, to our coaching staff and our student-athletes, and he was great being down here. At the same time, I'm excited for him to, to go home. I told him the other day, go was following up with his wife all over again. You know, we all we all play sports and encompass everything we do, yet um, – there's so much there's so much life after athletics that uh, for him to have this chance to just uh, be with Kelsey, figure out what it means to be him, I'm excited for that opportunity as well. Hey Chris, already mentioned the idea of, of Baylor and Texas, this matchup not existing anymore, but the city of Waco. What are you going to miss most about the 254 down here? <laughs> well, you know, I love you putting me on the spot that way. However... George's, you know, uh, you got it. You got it. You know what? Uh, what? Uh, what? The, what the game family has done to revitalize uh, uh, Waco in a lot of ways is Jim Chip and Joanna. They've become a sensation. Uh, I think that that's uh, every time my mom or someone comes to visit, we got to go to Waco. We got to go see uh. this. I'm like, it is. It is. It is. It's awesome. And I and I think that the you know you look at where your new basketball arena is, where you're going to look at all the investments that the city's making. It's uh, and Mac Mac does a tremendous job. I mean, I'm excited for the city. I'm excited for Baylor in terms of what what could become uh, um, um, uh, something special. At the same time, when I go there, I just really just go to In and Out on my way home. I or I try to make it all the way to Bucky's. Reality is true. When I leave Dallas. I just hope the Bucky's have clean restrooms, my boys. I'm a big fan. <laughs> There's a new one going in Hillsboro, by the way. And I know you like driving places. What's the longest road trip you've made in recent years? Didn't you? I feel like a fan rode with you somewhere, and like y'all went 15 to 17 hours somewhere. But you, you do like driving, as I recall. I absolutely adore driving. But yes, uh, I was stuck, and uh, all the flights were busy, uh, or we had, we had storms. We were <laughs> we had a massive problem. We couldn't get out to Milwaukee. And I, I saw a fan there with his son, and he was like, he looked, his son looked at his dad, and he goes, are we going to be able to make it? And the next flight was like at 5 o'clock. I looked over at him. I said, I got a truck. Let's just drive. And it was a pretty fun experience to drive with a random fan all the way to Milwaukee. Uh, it, <laughs> it was crazy.
crazy all the way up, but it was, it ended up being a great time. My car dealer called me back and goes, we're shipping that car back. That's ridiculous. Don't do that again. But, <laughs> but I just drove my daughter out to LA. Uh, she just moved out there and, uh, that was an epic father daughter trip. I just took about a month ago. Ooh, man, that's a, that is a good ways. Uh, and by the way, congratulations, a new contract extension recently. Um, I believe till 2030. So, uh, and good things going on there on the 40 acres. I think I saw on Twitter, y'all had women's golf, volleyball, men's golf, cross country. So, uh, soccer, let's not leave out soccer and of course football. So seems like things are going extremely well. We'll see what happens. Uh, Saturday peek in the press box. If you don't mind, I know people will, they'll have a suite for you, a luxury suite, but, uh, you, you've been known to show up at press row. I've seen it happen at basketball tournaments, and I would like it to happen perhaps uh, Saturday night. I, I will do. I always try to go through the press row and run the road since they put the visiting uh, 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 box right next to the press. So we'll stop by and say hello on Saturday night. So we're having. Right. Are they having a blackout? Are they wearing black uniforms? What a great <laughs> question! We are all wondering the same thing, Chris. Uh, the answer is no. And the fans would like to have a blackout, but the university does not seem to want to do that. So there's been some consternation over that. But uh, everybody will just wear what they want to wear, I think, is how this thing's going to end up. That's all right. Uh, uh, I do. I, I, I was part of a Baylor blackout when maybe I was at TC we rolled down there. It was, uh, uh-huh. uh, if I do recall. But it'll, it'll be a fun atmosphere. I'm looking forward to it, and I'll see you guys on Saturday night. Sounds great. Thanks, uh, Chris. Really Thanks, appreciate it. Always fun catching up with you. Y'all be good. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. There he, there he goes. Chris Del Conte, the uh, UT. And he and Mac, I, I talked about that a little bit. Uh, Drake, they're, they're, you know, it's it's funny. And Chris, is he's in no bones about it. You know, he was whatever. The, one thing you asked, he was like, now, what what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Oh, he'll, yeah. Look. He'll kind of come back. But yeah. he's, a, he's a good dude and a fun guy. And, you know, some people thought, well, maybe he was good for TCU. He'd been the Rice AD before that. The UT job is a monster job. The good thing for Chris is he followed, like, the guy who everybody hated. Steve Patterson, I think, hired Charlie Strong, um, had a rough run there, was uh, formerly with the Portland Trailblazers, and just was a horrible fit all the way around. So you want to follow somebody that really struggled, right? And Chris, one of the things he's done is get all that like Bevo Boulevard and some of the some of the stuff outside the stadium. I mean, that had become a very sterile wine and cheese crowd, and I'm sure it still is to some extent. But before games, they now have tons of concerts and things that lean into what makes Austin great. Um, and I think they have Longhorn City Limits, right, to kind of capture some of the uh, live music lovers and all that kind of thing. So he's done a uh, – Drake, he's done a great job. And, again, uh, that's what we do. Each week we provide either the opposing team's head coach or the AD or something like that, and I think it's worked out pretty well for us. Yes, it has. I, and you're right. No bones about it. Good dude. All right, there he was, Chris Del Conte. We will hold on to Drake for at least one more segment, and uh, it is time for something we call 
campus. <laughs>